wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Is that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to talk about Kansas City, their weekend series with the White Sox, and the upcoming trade deadline. The Royals have already made a move at the deadline, but I do want to talk about what happened around baseball yesterday. Uh, of course, some player, uh, some teams set out. I know, again, the Rangers set out uh, against the Oakland A's specifically. And I just want to address how important that was for the movement. I, I think that in the NBA, uh, you've seen the NBA have you know Black Lives Matter on the court, the jersey sings, they've done everything that they can do to support their players. But baseball, uh, they've kind of stayed away from embracing social social injustice messages uh, until the start of this year in which they, they did have Black Lives Matter on the mound uh, for a few weekend series uh, to start the year and things like that. But for them to actually allow their players to boycott uh, with really no repercussion, no anything, uh, was a big deal to me. Uh, so, you know, you know, they join, I believe, the Nationals and the, and the Phillies will not play uh, and the White Sox are meeting whether they're going to play or not uh, on Friday so, you know, I think that it does deserve a hat tip to baseball who has seen some backlash as being a, a non-inclusive sport, as being a sport of just 53-year-old white guys uh, sitting around watching baseball. Uh, they they did boycott these games. They did allow these players to have their message put out there. Uh, and, and I appreciate that. And you see Dominic Smith uh, in his emotional post-game press conference on uh, Wednesday with the Mets. Uh, and his words and the way that they let him express himself. Uh, it was good to see that some baseball teams were boycotting and getting their message out there, and I believe that they're all going to play today on Friday for Jackie Robinson Day and, and to, uh, you know, remember, honor Jackie Robinson because uh, that, of course, that, that day, the official day got postponed due to coronavirus. But the Kansas City Royals did make a trade, and they traded Brett Phillips. That was the first domino to fall from this team. Brett Phillips gets traded to the Tampa Bay Rays for Lucas Fox. Fox is a 23-year-old switch hitter from the Bahamas. He stole 39 bases last season at AA and AAA, and he has a career 6.62 OPS. Uh, Fox, it'll be interesting to see what he can provide uh, for this team. I don't think that you're going to see him this year. I think he's going to be in the satellite camp, and that'll be that. But again, this team, as they're losing multiple games in a row and, and they're falling apart in this last month of September... Uh, maybe they will call up more young guys and just let those guys come up here and lose because uh, the service time date will have already passed and things like that. Uh, but that was the first domino to fall. I- I'm not sure why the Rays made that move. Um, you know, Brett Phillips is a, is a defensive player only. He can't hit worth a lick. And you have Kevin Kiermeyer out there. 
you have uh, you have Margot out there who you traded for from San Diego, uh, who can be a good defensive replacement out there. So I'm not sure if there's injuries that, that I'm not aware of right now for the Rays uh, or what motivated them to take on Brett Phillips, but they did get Brett Phillips in return. Uh, they gave the Royals Lucas Fox. And that kind of starts the process here of getting the trade season underway for Kansas City. I've said all along that I would expect on Monday this team does not have Trevor Rosenthal. Now it doesn't have Brett Phillips. I expect that it still does not have uh, Ian, Ken- uh, Ian Kennedy. I expect it still doesn't have Greg Holland, uh, and then they move forward from there. I, I think that those are probably the only guys that get moved. Uh, but again, who knows? I, I also didn't see anyone taking on Brett Phillips, so who knows what people will want or need at this deadline now. I, I really, if, if you would have asked me uh, if Brett Phillips would have got traded, I would have said uh, no. There, He has no value. I don't see a, a place for him. But the Rays do, and the Rays are a smart organization, so maybe they see more in him uh, than what uh, I'm giving them credit for. So maybe this is going to be a really good thing for Tampa Bay. I just don't see where he fits. Again, they have some really good defensive outfielders. So unless they've they've been ravished with injuries, I don't see where Brett Phillips even gets time in the big leagues, whereas Lucas Fox, I think, could be more beneficial. So I, I do like Fox. I do like the trade because you give up a guy who I think is, is has plateaued. I don't think that Brett Phillips has any potential left in him, whereas a 23-year-old switch hitting infielder, I think has a ton of potential left in him. Uh, I think that Phillips, you know, you know what he is. He's a, he's a fine defensive player, has a good arm, uh, can't hit, and that's that. With Fox, you don't really know what you can get. He's a speedster, switch hitter, can get on base a little bit. What can he do for Kansas City? Obviously, this, this is a move for the future to kind of shore up the infield a little bit and just give you another flyer option in the minor leagues around the diamond. Now, if you got back Lucas Fox for Brett Phillips, who I think is going to be a fine little prospect, and I think he's going to be uh, a big league caliber player. Now, might not be a starting caliber caliber player, maybe not, uh, but that's not out of the picture yet by any means. Uh, but I think he's at least going to be a big leaguer. If you're going to get a big leaguer back for Brett Phillips, what can you get back for Trevor Rosenthal who's in such high demand right now? This move, I think, should make you even more excited for Sunday whenever uh, Trevor Rosenthal's dealt because if you can get someone who I'm pretty high on and someone who I think, oh, wow, this flyer could work out on Lucas Fox, then you should get uh, a, a good prospect for Trevor Rosenthal with as many people, as many teams as you can leverage against each other who want the services of Trevor Rosenthal. Now, for Ian Kennedy... For Greg Holland, I think you're looking more at that flyer range of like, oh, maybe they can at some point be in the big leagues, but probably not. Uh, and, and you're just kind of hoping for uh, you know a boom or bust situation there. But for for Trevor Rosenthal, you might get a much safer prospect than what even I gave the Royals credit for uh, e- even a day ago. I think that maybe there's a pathway to get a safe prospect where you look at him and go, okay, he's a big leaguer at least. I mean, now we don't know what kind of big leaguer, but he's a big leaguer. So I, I feel a lot more comfortable now after seeing what a team would give up for Brett Phillips. Uh, looking forward to what a team would give up for for Trevor Rosenthal as everyone is so desperate to get their hands under Trevor Rosenthal. And you should be desperate to go to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com has all the parts your car will ever need. Uh, that's right. You can go to rockauto.com and get an amazing selection of live below prices, all the parts your car will ever need. I love their website because, frankly, I know nothing about cars, but I do know that when I go to rockauto.com, all I got to do is put in my car part, my uh, car, my make, my model, my year, and it will only show me parts that are compatible with my car. That way, I'm not spending money on parts that will not work and, and just wasting money that way. And also, 
I know that there's no point to go to a dealership or a auto parts store because, frankly, you shouldn't be going out anywhere right now in this environment. But also, uh, those places are just going to upcharge you for those parts. They're probably going to order the parts online for you anyway and then upcharge you for them. Skip that upcharge. Go immediately to rockauto.com and find all the parts that your car will ever need. Again, their website is so easy to navigate. They've been a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. 20 years ago, you couldn't figure out how to work emails, but you could have been buying auto parts online at rockauto.com with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of makes, models, manufacturers, and everything you can need. You can go to rockauto.com right now for amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box, and they'll know what to do from there. So this weekend, the Kansas City Royals will take on the Chicago White Sox, and this will be, again, probably the last series that you have most of the guys on these rosters, at least in the bullpen, I should say. Uh, you're going to have a 7-10 start in Chicago on Friday with Danny Duffy uh, taking on Lopez from the White Sox. You're going to have a 1-10 start on Saturday, uh, and you don't have a starter listed for Kansas City yet, but you can assume that it'll probably be Bubich or Singer going on Saturday and Sunday. Both those first pitches are at 110. Uh, now, again, minus 18 run differential, three and seven in your last 10, seven and a half games back, four games back of a playoff spot in an eight game wall in an eight game playoff situation, and two games back of the worst record in the league. I don't expect you to really do anything this season. So I don't really care anymore about the wins and losses in this series. I do care about who the pitchers will be. Uh, Danny Duffy. I mean, maybe, maybe he can have a lights out outing on Friday and then someone wants to trade for him. But I think that that's even laughable. Just that statement right there. If someone wanting Danny Duffy on their team. Uh, so, you know, there's nothing really to watch for this, this series, unless you throw out your young pitchers, on the mound on Saturday and Sunday, like I think that they will. So that's kind of just the only things to watch for in this series. And then watch for guys like Nicky Lopez, Raul Mondesi, uh, what those guys can provide at the plate, Hunter Dozier, what the young guys can do if they can stay hot at the plate with Dozier and with Whit Merrifield. And if Lopez and Mondesi can can keep getting cooking. And then uh, Ryan McBroom has just been on a home run hitting tear. Didn't hit a single major league home run entering the season. And then so far, he's just been lights out at the dish with four home runs already. All four home runs of his career came this season. He's batting 302, having a phenomenal season so far for Ryan McBroom, uh, 28 years old. Uh, can he keep this up? Can he keep this pace up uh, from first base? And he plays in the outfield as well. You know, he's, he can go all over the diamond a little bit. Uh, can Ryan McBroom keep playing well? That's kind of the stuff that you're watching for now. Again, this season is is pretty well over for Kansas City. You're you're closer to the worst record in the league than you are to a playoff spot, even with eight teams getting in. Uh, that should tell you all you really need to know. And, and so from here on out, it'll just be a case-by-case, game-by-game situation for Kansas City. I mean, that's what it will be like. Uh, but around baseball right now, there are some interesting storylines to talk about. Uh, you know, just heading into this weekend, I think that this Marlins-Rays series can be really fun. The Marlins are still still at the, at the second-place team in their division right now, only two games back, two games back of the Braves. And they take on the Rays, who are also red hot right now. The Rays, first place in the AL East, two and a half games up on the New York Yankees. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10, the Rays are, with a plus-28 run differential. The Marlins 
are 5-5 five and five in their last 10, hanging on by a thread of that second spot. And this series could really put them in the driver's seat because I think that the Mets, who play the Yankees, are going to lose their series with the Yankees. They play a doubleheader on Friday. They play one on Saturday and one on Sunday. I think that, Or two on Sunday, I should say. I think that they're going to lose this series with the Yankees, uh, the Mets are. So I think that the Marlins, if they can just steal one or two from the Rays, they can put themselves in firm position of of, of claiming a wild card spot. Look, we're in September already, folks. I, I mean, next week is September baseball, and the Marlins are a playoff team. Uh, I think that they're going to make the postseason this year, uh, and so they're going to be fun to watch from here on out. I'm going to advocate that Royals fans become Marlins fans this season. Let's root on the Marlins. Let's embrace the Marlins, uh, and let's have the Marlins go to the postseason. The Marlins have never gone to the postseason and not won a World Series. So let's get them in the postseason, and let's win the World Series, and then we can claim that as our World Series here on Lockdown Royals because we're all going to be Marlins fans from here on out. And so diving into the Marlins, uh, they haven't named a single pitcher for the series, so that makes the dive in less fun. I don't know who they're going to pitch or what they're going to do this series, so never mind. We're not going to dive into that series anymore. But also this weekend, you're going to have – uh, the A's and the and the uh, Astros get together, and we know that there's some bad blood there from their last series. And, and the A's are currently four and a half games up in first place of the of the Astros, but that can all change with one series. They're going to play a weekend series, and if the Astros win, you know, win the series or even sweep the series, which we all know that the Astros are talented and they can do that, uh, that can turn that whole division uh, upside down. So there's a lot of fun baseball to watch this weekend in the midst of playoff basketball, playoff hockey, uh, and all these other sports that are happening. College football's back this weekend with some FCF schools. How about that? Uh, you know, I know college football might not be the best thing to talk about in this market. You know, we got Les Miles turning this thing around in Kansas, uh, Drinkowitz or whatever his name is at Missouri, and uh, don't even know who the coach is at Kansas State because this is not a college football podcast. But nonetheless, that's what we got to talk about today. We spent the last five minutes of the show – of a terrible Rose team talking about uh, baseball, around baseball, and uh, college football. Uh, but again, one more series to give to leave you off with for baseball uh, that, that I think you should pay attention to. I really think you should pay attention to this Rockies-Padres series because sneakily in the NL West, you've got the, the, the Rockies and Padres battling it out for that second place you know, marker. And the reason I'm harping on the second place, if you didn't remember, is that second place is an automatic playoff qualifier. If you finish in second place of your division, you're automatically in the postseason. So that's a big series between the Padres and the Rockies. The Rockies are two games out of that second place spot, taking it over from uh, the Padres, who are seven and three in their last 10. The Rockies are falling off right now, three and seven in their last 10. The, the, the Padres cannot stop hitting home runs. Of course, you're going to go to Coors Field. So that should lead to even more home runs. Uh, Eric Hosmer is playing incredibly well. Eric Hosmer, believe it or not, if you have not gotten to keep up with the, the Padres, has embraced launch angle. How about that? Something we never thought we would see from Eric Hosmer. He embraces launch angle in San Diego. So that's something you can watch for as well. Uh, but be good and be good to one another. Let me know what you guys want to talk about from now on on this Locked On Rose podcast outside of the Rose losing. <laughs> 